Praise God. What a, what a morning. Um, appreciate all of the work that the team put together and a great testimony this morning already. I don't know what the terminology was, Dave. I think I remember somebody from Disciple that says, melt your face off. That's, that's great for, uh, it was a great time up here on this stage. Amen. These guys came out and they, can you imagine the music right here on 3rd Street Metropolis? That's just amazing to me. Is that what you all experienced? That's what I experienced. Amen. Love having all this music and praise. What we did was we, um, we fulfilled Psalm 150. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. And that's what we did. Amen. And I'm excited to preach to you something that God has given me a long time ago. That after all these years, I think now God's going to use that in our own particular uh, location. You've heard us talk a lot about recovery ministry that's going to get started, and we're going to kind of introduce that idea today, and we're going to talk about that for the next several weeks. We do have outlines. If you don't have an outline, um, I think Bernie had them. Chris has got them. If you'd like one, just put your hand up, and one of our deacons, Chris Albritton, will come and bring one to you. And if you talk real nice to him, he'll fill it out for you. Amen. So he can fill it out for you. That way he gets it, gets it well. And it is so nice to see our, another deacon, Hoss Davis, here with us today. Amen? Amen? So nice to see him uh, back here with us today. Uh, not long ago, um, we laid hands on him to be one of our deacons. And then some months later, we laid hands on his son. And it's good to see God at work in this family. Amen? Let's open the message today. I want to talk to you about something that happened almost 33 years ago to the day. October 14th, 1987. The little girl's name, she was an infant. Her name was Jessica McClure. Jessica in the city of Midland, Texas, fell into a well. Does anybody remember that story? And for 56 hours... The city of Midland and all the first responders and everybody that was there was working to get this little girl out of the well. And I remember the feeling that I had when she was in there. And even though I was in Illinois, just knowing that this little innocent little girl was underground, so to speak, just thinking about what she was going through it bothered me. I couldn't rest. I couldn't think of anything else. But we need this little girl to, to get rescued. And 56 hours after the, she fell in, I remember the cameras were there and they showed her coming out of that well. That little girl was recovered. She was recovered. She experienced recovery, something that could have taken her life. In fact, even though she didn't die, that 56 hours would have been torment, would it not? I don't want to be underground for 56 hours. I don't want to be underground for no 56 seconds. But I remember what that felt like. And I remember being bothered by this was happening. And all I could think was, God, please deliver this little girl. 
And when we talk about recovery, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about people that's fallen into a well of death. And if somebody doesn't do something to help them, they're going to die in that well. When we look at our world, we see a world right now that is given over to a lifestyle that not only will kill them, but according to the New Testament, you're dead while you're living it. And I want to submit to you today that there is recovery available to anyone who wants it. And it's not just people who are addicted to substances. It's people who have lifestyles that are going the wrong direction. People who have emotional struggles, strongholds, physical activities that are producing negative outcomes. And then the worst one, I think, is that when someone is chemically addicted. And those chemicals can be anything. The human brain has the capacity to become addicted to just about anything. And addictions are destroying our country and destroying our city. The state of Illinois did not help us a few years ago when it legalized marijuana. The state of Illinois just basically took that one off the shelf and now it is commonly thought of, well, it's just a little weed. No, it's not just a little weed. It's a substance that can take over your life. And I will speak against everything that can take somebody's life. Everything that can reach out and grab someone and pull them in to where they can't make their own decisions anymore. And it can be anything. You see, the way the human brain works, we have a reward system. It's called dopamine. Y'all ever heard that? You know, in my day, they called drugs dope. And now I know why. And a lot of times people say, well, let's get some dope. Let's get some good stuff. I'm like, there is no good stuff. We didn't stand up here and say, dope, you are good and your mercy endures forever because it's not. (laughs) There is no mercy with dope. And why they call it that is because when you take the chemical, the chemical goes right to the reward system and squeezes dopamine out of the brain that produces a feeling of euphoria or well-being. But what you're doing when you constantly go to the substance, you're depleting the brain of the dopamine. Eventually, you'll have to do so much to make it work that it just won't work at all. And people who are addicted to substances, they can't enjoy life. There's no natural reward system because it's been hijacked by the Basically, the prefrontal cortex cannot make its decisions anymore. The reward system, the dopamine, is overriding your thought processes. You see, in the beginning, when you take a drug, the first time or two, you take it. But very soon afterwards, it takes you. And you stop making your own decisions. This is true with chemical addictions. This is true with pornography. 
A lot of people would say, well, pornography is not a problem. Pornography is the crack cocaine of the brain. Same synapses as if you were taking some illicit drug. So we want to do something about this. The thing, my, my message today is not to look down and say, oh, there's bad people in the world. My thing is there are people whose lives have got them into a place where they're in the well. And unless somebody bigger than them comes along to help them, they'll never get out. We can't simply just look at the world and say, those are bad people that are addicted. No, those are people who are enslaved. And we want to help. We want to provide a way out because, as we sang, Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. And he is the one that can deliver us out. There is recovery in Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to use today and for our recovery ministry a story that God showed me years ago when I was still in Tennessee about, this, about the man named Daniel. In Daniel chapter 1 and verse 8. Something that God showed me here that helped me throughout the remaining time of my life and ministry, and it's this story about Daniel being placed in a situation where he was to make decisions about his future. We call this message and we call the ministry 3D Life Recovery. And tonight at 5 o'clock, we're going to be having a training meeting right here. If you're interested in being a part or if you need some people to come around you, we'll be here at 5 o'clock today. And we'll show you how we're going to go about this. Our recovery ministries will be launched very soon on Sunday night. We're going to offer help to our community. In Daniel chapter 1 and verse 8, the Bible says that Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile himself with the king's choice food or with the wine which he drank, so he sought permission from the commander of the officials that he might not defile himself. Three D's here. Destination. Decision. Discipline. Three D's. Everybody put up three fingers. You want to know why there's three D's? Because there's not two. There are three. Decision plus discipline equals destination. Daniel, let me give you the story. Daniel was a member or a citizen of Judah. Judah had turned their backs on God. Judah had gone far away from God. They were going to the synagogues. They were singing the songs. They were reading the scriptures, but their heart was far from God. And as anyone that's read the scriptures will know, when a people of God turns their back on God, judgment follows. And because Judah had turned their back on God, Babylon came in and took over the country. Side note, as the church in America turns its back on God, do we not think that we could be under the same type of thing? We're watching it happen. If you think that we can continue to say no to God and enjoy the blessings of God, then you have been deceived. Daniel was a part of a young generation that really had not yet lived his life. He was a young man, 
And him and his friends were carried off into Babylon as a prisoner of war. He wasn't in his home anymore. He wasn't in his mom's basement anymore. He wasn't uh, around his pastor anymore. He wasn't around all of his influences and his mentors. He was in a foreign country. And now Daniel is faced with his destination. Somebody would say, well, why would you say his destination when you just told me he's not in Judah anymore, he's in Babylon? Because I want you to know that your destination has less about your location and more about who you will be. Does that make sense? Let me just testify a minute. Everybody's looking at me like, this is going to be a hard message. Let me testify. Last Wednesday night, a young man come to me and said, I want to confess Christ tonight. He's back in life's kids right now. And you know what I think about a nine-year-old kid confessing Christ? He's making the decision about his destination right now. And every time I see these young people come to church and these young children come to church, you know what I think? They're making decisions about their destination. You see, what you decide today is going to influence where you end up. Does that make sense to you? And Daniel is faced now on who he's going to be. Let me give you the background. Jewish boys could not eat sausage biscuits. Nor bacon. Nor pepperoni. It's just getting worse, huh? <laughs> Pork chops. There's huge conviction going on now. <laughs> Pork carnitas. They couldn't do it because the Old Testament law determined what their diet was. And if you ate the wrong stuff, you would be ceremonially defiled before God. So here's this Jewish boy who's carried off from Judah, and he lands in Babylon. As he lands in Babylon, he is faced with a decision about his destination. You know what they did? They put the pork plate right in front of him. And here's what Daniel decided. He decided, I can't do this. I can't defile myself before God. And so he made a decision about his destination. And that's what we're going to use for 3D Life Recovery. We're going to talk to people about their destination. For example, if you have a problem with drugs today, my question to you is going to be this. Where is it taking you? Where do you want to be in 20 years? Who do you want to be in six months? You see, if you defile yourself before God today, in six months, you're going to be mortified. If you defile yourself before God today, in two years, your life won't even look anything like it does today. There is simply no way to sin successfully. Daniel was in a place where he could have just done what everybody else did. But he decided he would do it right. So let me give you some foundational things about what we're going to do and how we're going to go about it. First, I want to answer the question, what is recovery? You hear us use the word recovery, and let me just explain it. It's this. Recovery is regaining something lost or taken away. 
Recovery is restoration. Recovery is returning to health. Little Jessica McClure was recovered. She was restored to living life as an infant should. When someone is sick and they recover, they return to health. But let me say this. There is no recovery without change. You see, if you don't change what you're doing and you don't change your mind about what you believe, nothing's going to change in your life. So let me say it like this. Repentance is essential for change. Repentance is essential for recovery. You have to repent. See, Jesus, John the Baptist, they all came on the scene and said, repent, 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 repent. What did that mean? Change your mind, change your mind, change your mind. You see, too many times we think in terms like this, I just can't stop doing what I'm doing. God's not asking you to stop it. God's asking you to change your mind about it. Because when you change your mind and say, I'm willing to do what you say, God, then he gives you the power to do it. Because if all of us would be honest today, we can't do this on our own. The problem that we're having is we have people who believe that they can sin successfully and they harden their heart before God and then they wonder why things don't change. You see, even Jeremiah talked about the fact that without repentance, there's no recovery. Look what he said to, to uh, the nation of Judah. He said, for thus says the Lord, your wound is incurable and your injury is serious and there's no one to plead your cause, no healing for your sore, no recovery for you. With no repentance, guys, there's no recovery. Say no repentance. No recovery. So we want recovery. We want to be restored. I don't know where you are in your life, but I'm sure you want to be restored. If you don't want to re be restored, that's a huge problem. But what are we recovering to? We call it 3D life recovery. Life recovery. Say life. Why do we need life? Everybody's like, you know what? I'm, I'm alive. Bible says in Romans 5.12, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. Guess what that means? That means because we sin, we have died. Ephesians chapter 1 says that we are dead in our, in our trespasses and sins. You see, we have to be recovered to life because we're dead. Now, what kind of life are we talking about? The life that comes through Jesus. You can't find life anywhere else. There's no life anywhere else. No sinful activity can produce life. No chemical substance can produce life because it's a lie. Jesus said, for just as the Father has life in himself, even so he gave the Son also to have life in himself. Ladies and gentlemen, that's where life is found. The sad part was with Daniel's day, Judah had the ability to have life, but they turned themselves away from it. They hardened their hearts and turned away from life, and then they experienced what they had coming to them. And I'd say to you today that 3D Life Recovery is going to seek to bring life in Jesus Christ. And when that life is experienced, John 10, 10, that life is abundant. Jesus said the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Ladies and gentlemen, dope kills, steals, destroys. Sinful behavior kills, steals, and destroys. But Jesus comes to give life. Amen?
So 3D life recovery is powerful because of Jesus. We have power to deal with the problems that we have. We may feel like we're helpless in that well, but there are people that's going to come around you in that well. And we're going to pray for you, and we're going to throw things down there for you to grab onto, and we're going to go down there, and we're going to help lift you out, but we're going to take you right in front of Jesus Christ, and he will be the one that changes your life. So then what is 3D? Why are we using 3D? Because we want to focus first on our destination. Life in 3D, 3D life recovery puts focus on life's destination. Many recovery ministries spend a lot of time saying, I struggle with this behavior, and I think that's valid. We want to focus a little bit more on where we're going. I don't know if you've ever talked to me about particular problems you might be having in your life, but if, if you have, I've probably asked you this question, how's it working for you? A lot of times people are doing things and they are talking about their lives, and it's just a simple question. I'll say, how's it working? And just about universally, they say, well, it's not. So my thing is, let's get a new destination in mind. How many of you like being stuck? I hate stuck. I hate sitting still going nowhere. I want to know my destination, and 3D Life Recovery puts focus on life's destination. It brings it into view. Daniel's location or Daniel's destination was not so much about location as it was about his character. You see, he had to decide not just where he was going to be, but who he was going to be. You see, you are deciding today what kind of person you're going to be tomorrow. And every decision you make today is leading you into that tomorrow. If you're going to be a person who honors God, you decide that today is leading you into your tomorrow. If you're going to be a person that's going to defile yourself before God, that is leading you into tomorrow. And Daniel realized that he could not in good conscience just violate God. Now put yourself in his situation. His pastor was somewhere else. His parents, somewhere else. His mentors, somewhere else. His church, somewhere else. And here he is in the middle of an entire pagan culture and everybody's doing it. Don't you think it would have been easy for him to say, well, everybody else is. Don't you think he could have made excuses all day long? I mean, God, I know I'm not supposed to eat this, but they brought the pork chops right to me. The founder of Celebrate Recovery, John Baker, before he got his life right with the Lord, and he gives this testimony, and I heard him say it. He's an alcoholic, and he said he used to walk into the bars at night and ask the Lord, God, help me to keep from drinking tonight. Isn't that crazy? You think, I'd never do that. You don't know what you'd do. You know what the basic thing about drug problems is? Everyone else around you knows it, but you don't. Can you imagine that? Everybody knows you, has a, you have a problem except you. That's called denial. And you know something that strong and powerful? 
You think we ought to play with it? Oh, I can handle it. There's not anyone that's been able to handle sin. No one but Jesus. And it's time today that we decide who we're going to be because the present and the future are connected. The future is influenced by the present, but they do not look the same today. You see, I'll be honest with you, if you decide today to seek after the Lord and allow the Lord to change your life, it's not going to be easy. Every time you turn around, somebody's going to put some bacon in front of you. And if you decide you're not going to live that way anymore, you're going to have to decide things about where you're going to spend your time. You can't go to the same hangouts you used to go to and expect things are going to get different. If you have a problem with pornography, you're not going to be able to lock yourself in your room with access. You're going to have to put some guards on there. And you're going to have to get some help. The problem in America is we're so independent. We're so individualistic. We don't need anyone to help us do anything, and we just keep doing it the wrong way until it finally destroys us. What do you want to be in six months or six years? By definition, my destination is God's planned purpose for my life. It's God's planned purpose for my life. You think God's planned purpose is for you to lose your life in a well of addiction? Ralph Waldo Emerson wrote this, you sow a thought, you reap an act. You sow an act, you reap a habit. You sow a habit, you reap a character. You sow a character, you reap a destiny. There's not one person that's homeless today that decided when they were five years old, I want to be homeless when I become an adult. There's not one person in rehab today that decided when they were seven, I want to be an addict. Not one, but it happened anyway. I want you to understand if this is you and this is where you are, it's very common, but there is help and hope today through Jesus Christ. But you've got to decide. You know, we try to help a lot of folks. We run into people all the time. We're constantly looking for people to help. Why? Because that's what Jesus did. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's come to let the prisoners out. So if you're going to serve Jesus, you're going to be a part of stuff like that. And we work with people all the time. But you know, the majority of people, when they start the process, they don't finish. You know why? Because they're not ready yet. Because they've never really made the decision that this is what I want. And when you decide where your destination is, you're well on your way. When you decide that you're going to take responsibility and make the destination into focus, then 3D Life Recovery will help you make life's important decisions. Important decisions. Decisions you make influence your future, right? Decisions you make determine things about who you are. Decisions you make determine something about your character. You do it over and over and over, it becomes a character trait. A character trait becomes a legacy. It becomes a destiny. What kind of decisions did Daniel have to make? Daniel made at least three decisions. First, he made a conviction decision. You know what that is? Daniel had to decide what he believed was true. 
Here's something now, gossip, my pastor taught me. Everyone who sins believes that it's the right thing to do. Think about it. Because if you didn't think that, you wouldn't do it. Everyone who sins believes it's the right thing to do. Daniel was placed in a, in a situation where, Daniel, what do you think is right? He could have decided anything. But you know what? He had to make a decision about what was true. And the second decision he had to make was an integrity test. In other words, will I live according to the truth? I believe it's right not to eat this food, but am I going to do it even when no one's looking? That's integrity. Integrity is the internal agreement of the heart with the external expression of the body. It means what I am on the outside is what I am on the inside. Daniel's decision was also a love test. In other words, who am I going to love? Am I going to love the culture? Am I going to love the, the pagan way? Am I going to love God? Ladies and gentlemen, when it comes down to your destination, you have to decide who you're going to love. Jesus said, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other. I can't be God and sin in the same body. Psychology, we call that cognitive dissonance, holding two opposing opinions inside. I really believe that's the reason why some of us are so anxious. Would it make sense if you have a tug of war going on in your head, you'd be anxious? Somebody say amen. Might be the quietest message I've ever preached. It's hard stuff, guys, but it's hard realities. But it's hopeful because all we got to do is decide we've had enough and we can make that decision. But you know what I discovered? Some people make the decision to go in towards to de the destination, but they still don't make it. What's the problem? The problem is the second D, discipline. 3D Life Recovery will give you the disciplines that bring success. Now, can we be honest today? How many of us have great discipline? My discipline gets tried a lot. For example, in just a few moments, somebody's going to put fresh baked cookies on that bar. Praise God for the younger man. But for the older guy... It's not such a good idea. Amen? I mean, I can be like, I'm not going to eat that stuff. But I can be in the middle of talking to somebody and a cookie just flies by. Whoop, got it. It's like me driving circles around the Krispy Kreme that's got the hot now sign on, praying that I don't go in. It's like me going to the Mexican place and telling them, no chips, please. <laughs> Who can do that? Some days I do okay. Some days, boom, I don't know what happens. I can blame everybody else in the world, but that's not going to help me. Right? You see, here's the thing. If I struggle with having discipline, how am I going to get more discipline 
if I don't have discipline? Do you answer that for me? Everybody here says, yeah, I like the discipline. Well, how are you going to get discipline then? You think it's just going to magically appear? It's like raising a child and say, I hope they get disciplined. You can't raise children like that. The point is we're supposed to provide discipline for the children that someday the discipline from us gets internalized in them, and when they become adults, they do it on their own. Say amen. So if I don't have discipline, then I need someone else to provide discipline for me. 3D Life Recovery will offer discipline. It'll be a safe place for people to come and share about where they want to go and share about what is keeping them from being there. And it will provide some relationships where we can help each other. Ms. Robin talked about her friend Danita and all that the support that she received last week. Where would she have been without her friend? Guys, you can't do this alone. Jessica McClure couldn't get out by herself. Stop trying to be Superman. It's time for us to be vulnerable and allow some people into our life and some disciplines into our life. Daniel did it. All through the book of Daniel, you see his disciplines. One time the king said, we're going to destroy all the wise men because no one can tell me the dream that I've had. Daniel said, wait. Me and my friends will have a prayer meeting, discipline. And God will show us, and he did. In this case, Daniel was forced with eating the food, and he had discipline. He said, he asked for help. He said, please take this food from me. The steward said, if I take the food from you, you will cost me my head. Daniel said, okay, test us 10 days. Test us for 10 days. Discipline. We're talking about those disciplines on Wednesday nights. Worship is a discipline. Prayer is a discipline. Bible study is a discipline. Life coach, having a mentor is a discipline. Giving is a discipline. These are the things that help get us where we want to go. You can't just come into church and say a prayer and just go, okay, God, do this if you can. No, you make a decision about my destination. If I really want to get there, I'm going to get someone in to help me be there. Does that make sense? Years ago, when I was a kid, they had these things called a Magnus chord organ, about tabletop thing that had about one keyboard, you know, one octave of a keyboard and little buttons over here with chords. And it, for some reason, it found itself to my house. And I was raised in church, so I had music in me, and I could, I could hear these hymns, and I just started playing it. My parents heard that. Next thing I knew, this woman was coming to my house every week, sitting me in front of an upright piano, giving me the discipline to learn. Some of you like, I want to be a pianist, but you make the decision, but you've got to have somebody come in. 
I want to be a man of God. You've got to have somebody come in. I've got two or three men that I contact regularly. I pastor a church. I'm close to retirement age, even though pastors tend to not do that. And I still look to my mentors and books. Wow, are books good. Have you ever thought about reading something about the particular problem you're having? No, we don't want to do that. We want it easy. You can't have it easy, ladies and gentlemen. It takes discipline. So, who needs recovery? Anyone who's lost something. Anyone who's lost something. If you've lost relationships, if you've lost a lot of your life to addiction, if you've lost anything of value, that person is a candidate for recovery. Decision plus discipline equals destination. 3D life recovery is for individuals who desire a godly destination. 3D life recovery is for people who recognize that they can't do life in their own power. People who recover need a few things. First, they need the power of Jesus Christ. There is no other higher power. People who recover need the fellowship of a small group. People who recover need the connection, direction, instruction, and correction of a 3D life coach. Many recovery ministries call them sponsors. We will call them life coaches, and we will train people to do such. 3D Life Recovery will ask me to make a decision about my destination and allow the discipline of my coach and my small group to get me there. Ladies and gentlemen, you pray for this ministry. We are going to go after the biggest problems that Metropolis has. I am tired of this city being called Methropolis. It's time that the freedom of Jesus Christ be extended Everywhere, let's go to where they need it. Let's go to who needs it. And let's discipline ourselves. Let's go there ourselves. Let's teach others to do the same. And let's expand the reach of the kingdom of God right here on 3rd Street and anywhere God will take us. Are y'all with me today? Y'all hear it? Y'all receive the word this morning?